0: Hello, it's Tiana Dodson here and um, yeah, this is my second go at guest hosting Um, and it was like really super different from the last. Um, I chose to have a conversation that took me to some places I thought I had worked through (laughs) but really found them to still be quite tender, Uh, yeah, so dear listener, you'll maybe find me less boisterous and more subdued in this conversation with actual real moments of speechlessness so um you know these are the conversations that i really love i love them because they're deep because sometimes they're uncomfortable but ultimately they are rich with learning for myself and hopefully the people i'm having conversation with so i hope you enjoy okay we're recording and
1: we are are recording
0: and i'm like really excited i think i think i'm always excited when i do podcast episode recording um because it's fun and i enjoy this but i'm really enjoying these ones and i have another guest today um and I'm really excited about this guest because I think we grew up together as far we as did. like fat business is concerned. And we like, did. that's really exciting to me. Yes. So, um, hey, guest. Hi. Hey, <laughs> tell us who you are.
1: Um, I'm Christy, Christy Fascio. Hi, Christy Fascio. Hi. Do, you do, Christy Fascio. Oh goodness. That's a question. Um, <laughs> I do a lot of things. I crochet, mm. I cross stitch. Really? I'm not sure that's what you were asking, but. No,
0: but that, I mean, <laughs> man, I haven't done cross stitch in a long time.
1: You know, I picked it
0: up in the pandemic again. Pandemic crafting.
1: Right. It lasted like a month and a half before I was like, wow, my eyes are a whole lot older than they oh. used to be. So are my hands, oh. but by golly, if I didn't buy four kits on Etsy. Again, not what you asked. I'm
0: a therapist. It is what I asked, actually. <laughs>
1: uh, Cause we always answer that question with what we do to earn money. And right. I'm trying not to do that anymore, but I am a therapist and I'm a mom and there's like, a whole horde of animals here. <laughs> That's what you keep adding. Like oh my your gosh. arm. <laughs> Chicken math is a thing.
0: Chicken
1: math. Yeah. Like we don't need any more chickens why are there five chickens here
0: oh my goodness
1: mm-hmm. oh my goodness yeah yeah i'm a mug collector i love disney i have way too many bags <laughs> like actual bags and purses that's right
0: <laughs> i love this because like like Oh my God, I was gonna say like, you gave us so much extraneous information, but it's not extraneous information because you you basically just like made this list, which is just like, this is who I am. And and what I really love is this idea of just like, I'm not gonna tell you first or even spend too much time on how I make money. I'm gonna tell you about the things that give me joy. The things that make me smile. I love it. <coughs> yep. I love it. Mm. How did we meet Christy? Because I was thinking about this. I was like, we kind of grew up together as far as like fat business is concerned. We did. And I'm just like, how did we meet? Cause I don't remember exactly how it got started.
1: I was thinking about that this morning. So I think way back when um, there was this little Hayes business owners group. Mm-hmm. Yes. and. like you and me and ivy and yeah
0: brenda yep dion and and uh um oh my gosh it starts with a g oh
1: jillian thank you oh jillian i'm sorry
0: i'm sorry oh
1: my gosh jillian yes right yeah and i don't know how we all found each other we just did yeah i know and we were just this little tiny ragtag group of people that were trying to figure out haze and businesses and bodies and we were
0: adorable we were adorable i used to really look forward to those calls
1: yeah i did too and then we all i don't know i started grad school and that's right
0: that's right yeah tell me about that because you were doing something else entirely i was i was
1: i owned my fitness business
0: how did you get into a fitness business
1: um, I kind of, I really just fell into it. I, um, had a baby and mm. I was searching online one day for like, what do I do with this baby? Cause I was still, <laughs> I was still totally cotton dieting and, you know, really mm. thought I needed to get my body back. And I found this, um, uh, workout group called stroller strides and, and did a little like back when Google maps were a thing, like I printed out the map. To where it was. Thankfully, oh it was only gosh. like 10 minutes from my house. Yeah. And fell in love with it because it was, it was actually one of my first things that was not diet related. Like, she refused to talk about diets. We didn't talk about bodies. It was the first time that I wasn't um, left behind in an exercise class, like, I felt we included. Wow. It was this wonderful community that I just fell in love with. And, um, and then one day, three years later, she was like, I'm going to sell this. And I was like, but I still need this in my life. So let's buy it and become a fitness instructor. Oh my God. And it was this interesting intersection of both really, um, amping up diet culture for me and dialing it down. It was, it was a really Mm. interesting intersection where I, um, kind of had to dive deep into it so that I knew how
0: to climb out. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: So, but by the end of that, I was, I did that for six years, seven, maybe. Wow. And, um, but by so going into it and coming out of it were two very different experiences and eventually came out of it because I couldn't, um, do what I wanted to do in it. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't figure out, I mean, we need more fat, joyful movement people. Yeah. Um, and eventually it just wasn't, it wasn't me, but like, that wasn't my calling. Mm. So but I still love, I love fitness. I love, I love that part of my life. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's, there's so much there for me. <laughs> there's so much there for me because I'm like, I wanna go in so many different directions because like, you're one of the few people that I know um, who does This sort of work who's also a parent Mm -hmm. um and you still have small kids versus you know much older kids like some other people that i know they're getting older though they do that they grow up i mean your little one is not little no more
1: no seven seven and a half oh oh that dude
0: yeah oh my gosh mine is almost six no he's not yes he is in september no he's two i'm sorry (laughs) i know i know I know, i know i know yeah I know I it's, mm, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot, it but, 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 but also, I mean, mm, something that was really fantastic about what you just said was I had to go deeper before I could come back out. Mm-hmm. Can you dig into that a little bit? Because I'm, I've never heard this before. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> Thankfully for me, um, fitness wasn't, no, I, I knew I was never someone who was like, I really want to do this several hours a day. I was like, no, an hour, I'm good. Like I really never wanted to go past that. So that was, I think that was my saving grace is that I was still just like, "Eh, here's some boundaries, but, but it, but I, gosh, I really did try to figure out how to be, um, quote unquote body positive while losing weight and like try to Mm. do it right and try to do it healthy Mm. and you know do that thing yeah and I succeeded in in the changing my body pretty drastically part um and then of course didn't yeah and was very on display as my body changed very rapidly back again Mm. and boy that makes you figure shit out yeah. You know, um, it was a humbling experience and a very real experience that I, that I didn't turn away from.
0: Hmm.
1: I kind of faced it and said, well, you all are gonna watch me do this and um, didn't lose my business. My business right. stayed right where it was. Mom still came to me. We still had a lot of fun. It felt very real to show. This is what happens when we try, and that there's no failure in this. Mm. This is this is what happens to bodies, and it's okay. Mm. We can embrace this, and we can embrace this change, and we can be, we can come out of this okay. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. any of that makes sense.
0: Oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah, and it, it feels wow. really. It feels really good because, like, after you have that baby and your body changes like mm-hmm. it does, yep. there's nothing you can do about that. Nope. Like, the only messaging, like, the prevailing messaging is just like, get your body back. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, my body's still here. It didn't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went through this together. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just, I love that commitment that you had to where you were just like, Yeah. This is just what's happening. It's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be hard. Yeah. I was on full display to all of my clients and
1: really to the, to the national, I worked for the, for the national um, office for a year. So, I mean, I presented at the conferences. I, I'm not someone who hides. I, I really like to be on a stage. I always have. So everyone watched my body go all the way down and then everyone watched my body go all the way up.
0: And wow.
1: I could be ashamed of it or not that's right and this time i chose the not
0: that's gorgeous i love it i love it i mean if only more people could bravely make that decision and i understand that it's not an easy decision to make Mm -hmm. and everybody's situation is different but Mm -hmm. to be on a stage where essentially i mean it's about fitness and that's Mm -hmm. so so tied to body size Mm -hmm. We were able to stand up in front of that and be like, I'm getting bigger, but I'm still doing fitness and it's okay. Yeah, I think I was pretty good at it. It was fun. You made it look fun.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I could, I was basically a preschool teacher and a fitness person at the same time. And I could like push two strollers, blow bubbles, sing a song, yell at some moms to keep going. Like it was, oh man, when I was in my prime, ugh that
0: was good stuff that sounds delicious yeah oh my goodness so then what took you the turn to being a therapist
1: um I had as I was finding haze, I literally I spent hours just on the internet just just trying to figure out what it was that I was doing what it was that I was feeling this feeling of like, I need to put this down. I can't do this anymore. And I stumbled on a, on a Hayes quote, I think from, from, um, the first window's first book, which I still haven't read. Don't tell anybody. Um, and, um, I put it on my Facebook page and a friend of mine was like, you know, this is what I do. Right. And I was like, no, I don't even know this is something you can do. What? And she happened to work in an eating disorder or work for an eating disorder company. And she, um, God, she is she is one of those people that just like drives you. She's like, no, you are in my passenger seat now and I am taking you places. And and I'm really, really glad I let her take me. And so she just she invited me to what they're to their centers just to look. And she started inviting me to trainings and she started, and I just kept saying yes. And so I just kept learning and I was like, oh my gosh, this world. And she was the one who invited who um not invited. Um introduced me to my first therapist who happened to be health at every size. Thank oh, wow. the Lord. Yeah. Um, so she really just got me on this, on this ball. And I realized that this is what I've been doing kind of, I think I'm just kind of a natural listener. And so it was a really easy transition, yeah. you know, when you're working with moms and you get to be there in that, like, just that beautiful moment when they become moms and when they're trying to figure out who they are as someone who's now in charge
0: of human beings oh my goodness gracious yes
1: you know and when you there's just this there's this non-judgmental curiosity that has to come into play if you're going to be warm and welcoming so it was a pretty easy transition for me wow yeah
0: that's super interesting because i i feel like I'm, I'm I'm sort of at a loss for words here. <laughs> and that's like that's really abnormal for me. Um, I, I just uh, I wish I had been so fortunate as to have somebody who could hold my hand and pull me along because I had to find all this stuff on my own. Mm. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of us were just
1: kind of, I mean, I was up in the middle of the night, I found Isabel Fox and Duke and just trying to find, what was this like 10 years, 12, I don't even remember. Like just, it it took a long time, right? To figure all this stuff out. And um, I'm just, I'm just so lucky that the people who found me
0: happened to be people like you. Yeah. Sometimes serendipity happens, right? Yes, yes. I love it. I love it. The universe is looking out for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've actually started telling us a bit about your fat story already, um, and you know that that part where you're you're stumbling into fitness fitness mm-hmm. for moms and and like you know challenging the status quo. Um, what else can you tell us? or do you want to share with us about your fat story? Um,
1: you know, it's interesting because part of me wants to say I was always fat and subjectively speaking, I thought I always was, but I look back at pictures and I'm like, what? But, you know, but I can look back at as a 41 year old at what I looked <laughs> like when I was in junior high and think that's not fat, but in junior high when everybody else is tiny, you know? So it's like, it's that thing of your body size changes no matter what room you walk into. And let's just say I was never the same size as those around me.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, had a dad who was really focused on fitness and always on a diet and um, and my mom was too. Um, I can kind of track food-wise. What we were eating based on who was on what diet and oh my gosh but you know what i had the most magnificent fat grandma in the whole entire world mm-hmm. and um i just i have this picture in my head of like her body had to be that size because that's the only way she could house all the love that she had for her kids and her grandkids mm-hmm. and um a lot of a lot of my fat journey lately has been recognizing that i have her body and who am I to be like, why would I not want this body because it was hers? Mm. Why would I not want her hands? Why would I not want the amount of love that she put out into this world? Oh my gosh. You know, I can't knock, I cannot knock her body cause it was the body that like, that loved me more than probably anybody else ever will. So and that was a huge recognition for me that I, that um, it gave me this like anchor point in fatness of yeah. It's not just my body, it's these other matriarchs in my family who, and her sisters were the same way, they all had the same body. Like my great grandma, just I just come from this long line of like strong fat women. And these were the women that I would sit at, like literally sit at their feet and, and listen to them talk and, and just watch them love their family. So why would I not want to be that? Oh
0: God, that's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, I I really I mean I love that. I really love this reframe that you have, and this and this, you know, this this like bringing home w- what your body means to you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm really a big fan of, well, I'm a big fan of reclamation of things, but <laughs> uh, but basically like fat is not about a bad word inherently. It's just, it's how we, we have, we have assigned this morality to it. And I'm like a big fan of like trying to remind people that we also use the word fat to explain and, and describe like some really amazing things. Yeah. It doesn't have to be bad and it doesn't, I mean, it's not bad. It is so good. Fat is so good. Yep. I love that. Thank you. Hmm. I'm just I'm just like in my head right now I'm just like oh gosh because like just thinking about just like love abundance of love and like Mm -hmm. warm hugs and comfort and oh yep
1: there was a slowness about her that I think just let us spend more time together yeah because we would just we would sit we would talk we would we just existed together because we didn't have to be go go going yeah we didn't we weren't working out we weren't on walks we weren't like we were just we were just with each other
0: i love it yeah i love it oh <laughs> i know, <laughs> I know. It tells me a lot actually about you, um, just hearing this story about your grandmother and this relationship that you had. It sort of, it gives me like this nice little rich background that explains a little bit more about like why you come across the way you do. And I and I super appreciate that. Cause I've always found you like super, like really just loving and caring. And, and like, I think that's really awesome. and. And I, I mean, I'm also like really excited about it because I remember, <laughs> I just, I remember like, just like we had, we were on a business, we were on one of these mastermind calls with the group of folks and um, I had like stepped away because I had to pee and I came back and I apologized that I had stepped away and you were like, in tears but I didn't catch that I didn't see it because you know I was like basically apologizing before I looked at the screen and I had said that I was pregnant and you like stopped mid mid sob and was like oh my god I'm happy now and I was just like (laughs) I was (laughs) I was just super floored about that and I will like I, I I remember that now like you know all this six years later um because it was like it was like a big deal to me that like somebody that i i mean i knew you but like i didn't really know you and you didn't really yeah. know me you yeah. could be so happy and have so much joy for this thing that was going on with me that had nothing to do with you and oh, that always oh. i know you were so excited and i was just like i was like these are this is a good person i'm, I'm <laughs> glad to have this person like in my sphere yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Oh. I that you remember that. Yeah. I mean, how could I not remember that? That was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome because I was like, you know, I, I just, I just, I just know so many people who cannot have joy for others unless they themselves are in a joyful place. And um, you were not in a joyful place, but you were still able to have joy for me.
1: Ugh joy for mamas and babies is like what i do best oh my gosh it's my
0: favorite love it i love it okay 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 we have wasted we haven't wasted time we haven't wasted time at all i'm just i'm just like there's just something i really want to talk about and and let's do it it. and i'm just like i'm like oh but i really want i mean but like all these other things have been super exciting like nice little gifts that have like jumped up in the conversation. And I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm really enjoying this. This is so nice, (laughs) so nice. But Christy, yes. The main event, Mm -hmm. because, okay, again, we sort of grew up in fat business together. Yes, we did. But we also have kind of gone on a parallel journey with our identities, mm-hmm. so so yeah, let's talk rainbow talk. <laughs> my other favorite thing to talk about. Oh my gosh, mine too.
1: <laughs> I went see. This is what I, I forget about podcasts. Is no one can see how much we are just like grinning ear to ear
0: right now. I know. Oh my yep. god. Oh my gosh. So, hey, want to start? Hey, Queerdo. Yep, that's me. Oh my gosh. So, okay. When I when I when I hmm. How do I start? How do I start with this? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Something I started to notice when I really started getting really deep into like the fat activism and fat acceptance stuff. Mm-hmm was how many queer people showed up.
1: Oh, we're everywhere.
0: And I was just like, (sighs) what? (laughs) Why, (laughs) Why is this a thing? Why is this a hand in hand sort of thing? Because I was totally confused. This was all super new to me. And I was just like, why is this a thing? And the more that I kind of dug into it, but but in like this, in this really like pretending I'm not doing it because I don't want other people to see what I'm doing. And I can't really admit to myself what I'm really doing here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in, in the most like unassuming way possible, like digging into how does queerness and acceptance of fatness, how do these things go together? How do they intersect? And what I started to uncover was just like, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes Mm -hmm. sense. Because once you start making space for one marginalized identity and really reclaiming it, it's super easy to start opening yourself up to all of the other identities that you've been masking or hiding or what have you. And that was like... Oh wait, hold on. Yeah. I might. I, I might actually be a queer. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Let me just do more with my life. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it just felt so good. Oh, it's the most delicious feeling.
0: Tell me about your delicious feeling.
1: Um, I the way the way I see it with with my story is I um I came out. Uh, three and a half-ish years ago, maybe now. I can't even. I don't even think I can call myself a baby queer anymore. <laughs> I think I'm like a teenage queer toddler. I don't know. Um, but it was. It was this. Um, as I was cleaning out the 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 fat shame and the just the cleaning out the body project, right, to make room for other stuff, mm-hmm. I was able to really start to notice what I was noticing in other people. Mm. and it was just all these little like whispers of like well that person look at that look at at her look at um look at them like Mm. and um and that was odd but not unwelcome by any means it Mm. was just kind of there and I found myself rationalizing the heck out of it like maybe I'm just like romantically attracted to such and such me because I could not, I mean, I'm married. I could not admit that this would be something. Mm -hmm. Um, But boy, once there's room and and I, I went through all of the, but am I really? But, you know, I didn't, because you hear the whole, like you knew when you were five, you knew when you were a teenager, you knew you were different. And I didn't, I didn't. I can look back and totally, Recognize that boy, I had a crush on one of the basketball players on my dad's basketball team when I was nine, and her name was Brooke, and I wanted to like be her best friend, right? Yes. <laughs> right? Just I but I so once I started to recognize that all of these feelings of me wanting to be like, can I just be as close to you as humanly possible right now?
0: Mm.
1: Finally recognizing that for what it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Um and then it just had like, at a certain point, it just kind of all had to, to blow open and um, not gonna lie. There was a pair of brown eyes involved, like, Ooh. you know where you're just like, oh, this is a thing. And I can, there was this moment of, I can explore this and accept it and come out with this hmm. or I can not, cause life is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but you know, once you've done all this work to live unapologetically as a fat person, you don't want to start apologizing for other parts anymore. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's do this. I'm happy to get on another roller coaster. Let's see where life goes now. Oh my gosh. So, and I was really, really lucky to be welcomed into the world of queerness by like amazing fat activists. Yeah. And I have learned not to venture out because when I go out into the world of like, non-fat activism gay folks I'm just like no I'm gonna turn around now and Mm -hmm. just come back to like wonderful fat queerness because we're awesome we're awesome I
0: love that Mm -hmm. I love that it's funny because like so I came and visited you when you I was there in the States. We had a lovely little time. I was so upset that we couldn't have more time. I know. But, but like, I feel like we played a game of like, you know, that thing from when you were young that you thought was this thing? No, actually, so it's gay. Enough. It was yeah. so gay, you so know? and <laughs> <laughs> Yep.
1: Yep. I bring out pictures of myself from college and my friends are like, Christy, who didn't tell you? Oh, who did not tell you oh. you were okay? and I'm like I've, I've, no one no one told me I've got this like short short haircut and I'm wearing like cuff jeans and it's it's they're the cutest pictures but everyone's like oh oh I see it now and even my little sister was like oh this makes sense I always knew there was something about you that I couldn't put my finger on and
0: this is it oh my goodness gracious Yep. You know, and that's the thing that's really interesting to me, is like with my experience, like I, I had the same thing. It was just like there, there were like other girls in school where I was just like, I just need to know everything about you. I need to be your yes. best friend. I just, yes. I just, I just want to spend all my time. Why, why don't I want to brush your hair. Can I brush your hair? You yep. know, like it, just like this kind of stuff. But I didn't recognize it because I didn't have a model for it. Correct. You know, it's like I knew. Like, you know, I watched 90210. I'm 41. Yeah. I watched 90210. I loved that show. The, you know, have they remade that? I feel like they, I feel like they've remade I that. They read everything. But yeah, the, the original. I watched the original. <laughs> and and it was just like, I wanted to be Brenda. You know, I wanted I wanted like to to date like, you know, the beautiful bad boy. I don't know if it was really the bad boy thing, but it was just like, you know, he was like hot and and yeah. I, I was like, I want to be in a relationship with a hot dude, you know, because yeah. that that was what everybody did, like in all the media that I consumed, like yeah, yeah. And 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 I never saw any positive representation of mm-hmm. like a gay woman, any yeah. kind of feminine sort of relationship between two women that wasn't just like girl I love you
1: right you know right
0: and and I was like so confused so it was just like okay well that's clearly what I want I want I I I just want to do sleepovers all the time with all of my friends and know all their secrets and like hug them a lot a lot Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: And it wasn't shamed in my family, but it also wasn't given as an option. Mm. There was, it was, mm. it was very much like, you know, what boy are you going to marry? What yeah. my, my sweet grandma used to, we'd go to a grocery store and she'd be like, you know, KK, your, your future husband might be in this grocery store. So you need to stand up oh. straight. And, you know, there was like a list of things I had to check myself on when I went to the grocery store, just in case. And he, he was never in that store. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, But. you know it was just so assumed so I just went with it and that's fine and it's not like I mean married for 15 years great guy that's been real right like that's and I think that also needs to be really clear is that none of that was faked
0: yeah that's right you know um but
1: doesn't mean it's gonna stay that way
0: yeah I understand that I mean I also have a husband (laughs) yeah you know a man a cisgender man husband um and that wasn't like oh, I guess I'm gonna marry you you know so I can hide myself or anything like that I really appreciate this person
1: you know yeah
0: and we have a really good time a lot of the time Yes.
1: (laughs) yes yes yeah and I've got these three amazing kids and I remember talking to a friend um about all this and I was like um gosh I wish someone had told me in high school or someone told me in college or as if as if that was someone else's job and she was like I mean they were like um Kevin then you wouldn't have these three amazing kids I was like oh I do have three amazing kids
0: yeah
1: yeah that I made with like you know a best friend yeah that I get to now teach how to be like amazing fat people and that like stuff gets to change for you in life and relations get to change in life. and Exactly. But you always get to be yourself no matter what.
0: hmm Mm-hmm. I just, <laughs> like, I like this acknowledgement that you have where you don't regret, you're not regretting, Ooh. you're no. not regretting. And I, and I think that's really... very interesting because I I feel like sometimes I do find myself like really questioning like what would have happened Mm -hmm. if you had been given permission to live fully into this or if you had just been like in a place where you could unapologetically just be this Mm -hmm. you know and safety be damned and all of these things um because I know there are people who do yeah. You know, they, they find yeah. themselves at a very young age and they do what they need to do to live their lives, which I, I really admire. Yeah. But I just, I wasn't there.
1: Yeah, and I it's interesting because um, I think, um, you mentioned like the safety piece and, you know, I'll be out with, I have an, I have an amazing partner now and we'll be out at Target just holding hands because we were both raised with this heteronormative belief that we can hold hands with our partners. yeah, Because we didn't have the safety issues in our twenties and our thirties. And now we're both, okay, they're not 40 yet. They're gonna, they would kill me if I said that they were in their forties, but <laughs> you know, but I'm just like, fuck it. Like who's gonna say anything to like some fat old lady who happens to be holding hands with their partner. Like, go ahead, like bring it. I got three kids, bring it. Like, so there so there is there's some perks, right? I, yeah. I don't there are some things that I choose not to worry about because I never had to. Like that's privilege.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's privilege, but for sure. I'm not, not holding hands with someone. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. This is this is an interesting conversation because I feel like like, you know, <laughs> it's just like. I'm very, I'm very much like in the middle of this in some ways Mm -hmm. where I'm still trying to figure out like how to do queerness fully for myself. Um, That is a question. Oh, is it a question? Mm. Cause it's just like, you know, um, like I I, I very much liken it to my experience of being biracial, which is like, um, you know, because I, I've been challenged many times in my life where, where people are like, you're not black enough or you're not Guamanian enough because of X, Y, Z reason. Mm-hmm. And like, these are unfair judgments because mm-hmm. like, okay, if I can't dance or if I can't cook certain dishes or I don't speak the language or whatever, like that doesn't change my freaking heritage, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like, yep. you know, that doesn't change my identity. And and so like with the queerness part, it's always been there, which is the thing that's yeah. sort of frustrating yeah. to realize. Yes. It's like it's always been there. Yeah. And I've just been fighting against it so hard for so long. Yeah. Cause I didn't know how to hold on yeah. to it and allow it to be part of my life. And now that I'm starting to embrace it, I'm still trying to figure out. How to allow yep. it to yeah. be part of my life fully? Yeah. So, how do you do this?
1: How do you do this? Good question. I am doing it by by pursuing a different relationship. Right. That that's mm. me, and that's what I needed. Like that's. Um, let me just say that there are a lot of us out there who are in this and who are trying to answer this question, like some are bi, some are pan. And so they're trying to make it, you know, but but I think what it always comes back to is that like, you're queer no matter who your partner is. Mm-hmm. And I think that that constant reminder of like what you present to the world and who you are, like they don't, you know, we need to stop. Um, just as a society looking at someone and assuming sexuality based on who they're with. Mm-hmm. Um, for me though, it meant finding a partner that was congruent mm-hmm. with who I am. For me, it meant telling my kids who I was yeah. relatively early on so that I could give them permission to be who they were. Mm. Um, like really fully, Um, it's been odd to find out things. My my dad died when I was um, 15, but to find things out about him that I did not know when he was alive, pissed me off. Cause I was like, why did no one know? And it has nothing to do with like big sexuality things. It was like just little things about him. And I'm like, I I wish I knew like trains. Yeah, he had just gotten, he was a a football referee um, at the collegiate level and had just gotten hired by the NFL. I like why did I find that out 20 years after he died right but so and actually that moment right there I was like I don't want to hide this from my kids they need they they are we I don't know why we assume that like kids can only handle heteronormativity or can only handle compulsive monogamy like yeah they can they're gonna believe and love what we believe in love that's right So, so I'm gonna tell them and it's given them we've had amazing discussions about it so that was huge for me is to not hide from my kids yeah and to um not hide from the people around me even if it's messy and Mm. even if they question it, even if they can't get out of their heads like but you're married or but he's a guy or but like yeah but I'm me and this is who I am and yeah
0: yeah. Mm. I really love those questions like but wait, you said you're queer, but you're married to a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I,
1: honestly, I think I was the only one that was asking my, that question of myself. Yeah. So many other people were like, oh, yeah, me too. Like, that oh. was the funny thing. It oh. was like, started coming out with it? People were like, oh, yeah, me too. And I'm like, what? Oh, my gosh. I think I know more gay people now than straight people like I just just and the people haven't changed it's just that it's just that I think once we start getting permission to be ourselves and getting the permission to be like oh yeah actually that's me too I just never known how to talk about that because I assumed nobody else was also queer married to a guy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and we all make different choices some are like nope totally happy this is exactly what I want some are like do I want to try an open relationship do I want to try poly do I want to do I need a divorce? Like, yeah, yeah. Options, but we don't talk about it because we don't talk about divorce. We don't talk about poly. We don't talk like there's just.
0: I'm writing yeah. down the word, options.
1: options.
0: Options. Options, because because that's the thing, right? Like, living underneath an oppressive culture. Yes, you know, capitalism, patriarchy, sexism, com- ugh, just just all of mm-hmm. these, you know, systems. They give us a box mm-hmm. and they say neatly fit yourself into it and yep. whatever doesn't fit in, cut it off and discard yep. it. Yep. And so you don't have options, you know, yep. you, you, you have a path that's laid out in front of you and it doesn't matter if you're happy or not. Go, go do the path right Right. and and by by finding ways to unlearn the conditioning to 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 be able to see further than what is given you gives you options yep Mm.
1: yeah i had to unlearn everything i thought i knew about marriage everything i thought about i knew about relationships, everything I had been taught about divorce. I had to just unlearn stigmas in all of it. Wow. In all of it. Mm.
0: This journey, this journey, this, this journey toward making space for yourself and taking up space mm-hmm. it never ends, does it? Ever. And
1: that's the exciting thing. I had a, I had a client once ask me, she said, Christy, if I'm not thinking about food all the time, what am I going to think about? And in my head, I'm like, everything else, like you don't even know what else is out there when you're not (laughs) saddled with thinking about making yourself smaller at all times, probably for a partner that you don't even want to be with. Like, let's be Mm. clear. Mm. Like maybe even for an entire gender, you don't want to be with, like, there's just this, like, I just giggle to myself, and we revisit that conversation every once in a while. As she has like expanded her world like beyond everything, we Uh giggle
0: about that because she was like, "Remember
1: that one time I asked you?" I was like, "Yeah, "Yeah, I remember."
0: That's right. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what you don't know, so it sometimes gets really exciting. Yeah, to give yourself
1: the chance to find out what you don't know.
0: Oh yeah,
1: (laughs) it's amazing.
0: Oh my God, Christy we could do this oh there's i mean there's so much more there's so much more to discuss here and i i just wish we could keep going and i know we can't we would never
1: dry up and it would be just the christy and diana podcast nothing else (laughs) do you really ever need more guests i'm not i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we can talk about that another time But. But to end us today, to close our container today, I want to ask you the one last question, which is, how are you living your best fat life? Oh my gosh, I am
1: living my best fat life with a mattress that supports my body. Talk about it. With, um, Um, with my mug that says live your best fat life. I got my here. <laughs> Um, honestly, like finally figuring out that I can find things that support my fat body. I don't need to, you know, I can use shoehorns and I can, I use a step stool to get into bed because my bed is really high and I bought new pillows. Like I am, I am supporting my fat body, like kind of unapologetically, like this is what I need. Love it. that's how I'm doing it right now because I'm in my 40s and that's what we got to do
0: that's what we gotta do
1: yep and I'm also just like learning how to let other people enjoy my fat body how's that oh, that's
0: beautiful yep that's beautiful oh my god Christy <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me it's been it's been so good it's been so it's good wonderful thank you for having me oh. bye bye I think Christy's pretty awesome and I hope you also think Christy's pretty awesome too so if you want to follow Christy around the internet and learn more about her and her work and her fat extremism and advocacy that is so necessary in this world then you can check her out on Instagram at uh, red redhead, fat lib warrior so you can check out her cool hair transitions and like her lovely family and if you're more interested in just her work her counseling you can check her out at firefly counseling on instagram and uh that's where the good stuff well the fat lib good stuff is really happening so yeah um thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed and uh I hope you're living your best fat life today. Have a nice one.
1: Bye.